What if the feeling of waking up to watch Saturday morning cartoons could be expressed in the form of an album? Join us while we discuss MF Doom's third studio album, Mmm, Food. Last time on The Record Shop, the three stooges of music reviewing took down the diabolical Mr. West and his plans for total media domination. However, our heroes couldn't rest for long as the villainous MF Doom came and enacted his plan for world domination. Will our three superheroes prevail or fall to the hands of the dastardly tricks of doom? Join us today for an exciting and heart-stopping battle between the record shop and the forces of MF Doom. Welcome everybody back to the record shop. I'm your beloved host, William, and I'm joined by my lesser co-host, Sebastian. Salutations, everyone. I think you need to change it because I am now officially... The favorite host of the podcast. Wait, did, no, the did, 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 no, no, the point. Did we did not announce the poll results? Don't do that. No, first okay, of all. fine. Announce the poll results then when we're done. I don't know. William, what are the I poll believe. results? What the, what the no, poll I, I think Sebastian won by like two votes. Th- yeah, sad. But, but we are also joined fresh. with William. Oh. We're also joined with the man of the hour, the man on the upper echelon of men. Besides me, of course, I'm I'm a little bit higher. Andres, and now Andres, let me ask yeah. you. Yes. If the listeners don't know, yes. what episode are we doing right now? What album? Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about the biggest threat to the rap industry: the man who came to destroy rap, the supervillain MF Doom. We're talking about his third studio album, came out in 2004. We're talking about mm, food. Mm-hmm. Now. And for me, I had already listened to this album. I, went, I got into MF Doom a, a bit before he passed away. I wasn't like a day one because there's no way because he started in 1999. I went as alive. But still, uh, I, was, I was into him before he passed away. And when I found out that he did pass away, I wanted to get even more into his music because I liked what I was hearing at first. So I delved a little deeper. And here we are today. I got posters on my walls. I got, I got Operation Doomsday and the vinyl. Got Operation Doomsday and Super What. On vinyl, and then I have um food coming in like two weeks. Right. Oh, you got you got um food. Yeah. Nice. With that being said, I mean, okay, I was gonna go off into a quick anecdote about how I was introduced to MF Doom. So I yeah, got introduced to him by one of my favorite pop uh, experimental groups, The Gorillas. He's on a track on their, I believe, their second studio album, Demon Days. And on that track, I just remember hearing his voice for the first time, and it being super unique. And I, I was just super entranced by his Grammy vocals. And it kind of led to my excitement upon listening for, for food for the first time. What about you, mm-hmm. Uli? I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a person named MF Doom until the day that he died. God damn. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a day one by any means. And granted, none of us are. Yeah, but, still, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you get what I mean. So you would say that for both of you, this would be, in a sense, your first big listen to MF Doom. Because I know for several it was Gorillaz, that's one yes, track. Yes, sir. For a yeah. big listen, it's this album. Is that yeah, correct? Definitely. And I think it's, right. this is, it's... This is... Yeah. This, for me, this was the first album I listened to. Uh-huh. Because of uh, the whole well, song. We'll get into it. But One Beer. That's the one song that I heard first. And I got into the whole album. And then I got into more Doom. So this is the first album that I listened to. So that's a lot of nostalgia for me. Not? So I picked it. Rap Snitch Knishes? No, Cause I, Cause that's like the, time, the one breakout song. Because at because <laughs> at the time because at the time Rhapsody's Conditions wasn't as popular as it is today. Because I will say that uh-huh. Rhapsody's Conditions has popped off more now than it did when he died. So to, like at the time, the one song was mm, with one beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that when we get to tracks. All right. Well, if we're gonna go to the tracks, that's, gonna be, that's a perfect segue Andres, right there. <laughs> yes, Andres, Andres, Andres. Oh, what are we doing? He's dude. He's cooking up a transition. <laughs> Big ones on the I spot. Well, which is actually ironic because we're talking about food. Yo, true. To be thing. honest, Andres. Yes. I think we're gonna have some beef. Oh yeah. I, th- I yeah, I think we're gonna have to have a rap battle to settle this beef. Or so you think have I, a beef rap? To, I think we're gonna have to have a beef rap. Oh Let's God. get it. Okay. <laughs> beef rap. Mm-hmm. The intro to this album, like in intro. It's just because the whole album, I will say, is very unorthodox when it comes to the sound. It doesn't sound like a traditional, traditional album, which is kind of what MF Doom tries to do. Because yeah. when Operation Doomsday came out in 1999, 
the whole the whole like motto for the album was January 1999 came to destroy rap because that's what he's trying to do. He's not trying yeah. to he's, he's not trying to make a traditional album. So this whole this whole album, Mad Villainy, Operation Doomsday, Metal Fingers Presents, all the all those albums have a similar distaste, for lack of a better word, of traditional rap. So they try and so he tries to make it unorthodox and as weird as possible, right, to fit what he likes to do. Right. So this doesn't feel like a normal intro, and immediately off the bat, the, the, the first thing that we that we hear is something that is prevalent throughout pretty much all of them of Doom, which is all the skits, all the skits and all the vo- all the voice clips yeah. of old cartoons and other media that he takes and samples into his music. Yeah. That was the thing to add on that. Year, right? No, you you just get right into it. The whole like allusion to food nourishment, like yeah. that that feeling that that the title states mm, food. Uh, it's the beginning of the whole skits, like you said. I feel like for me personally, as an Omega nerd, I've, <laughs> I just love listening to like those little voice tracks in between. It just adds yeah. so much to the album. I and it adds to the experimental feel like we're talking about, actually. Uh, in terms of the song, I feel like it's a really good flow. He doesn't stop. And that's a constant thing throughout this album. MF Doom, this verse just doesn't end. And like there, there are points where like, you're, like you want to breathe. <laughs> there are moments mm-hmm. where like, you, you want him to breathe, but he just keeps going. The only problem, beef rap is good. I like the yeah. the incorporation of the introduction, like this gets everything that we've been talking about. The only problem that I have with this track in specific, and another thing that I'm going to mention throughout the album, is the volume and the mixing of this track. The instrumental overpowers Doom's verse, and I feel it leads you to like it, it kind of strains because you need to like really focus on Doom's voice, and it's repetitive. Like I said before, it's a very constant flow. Pardon, I feel the instrumental, while innovative and experimental, maybe the mixing could have been a bit better. But overall, a mm-hmm. pretty strong start. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Willie? I was there. I agree. Well, I remember I was in the car when I first listened to this album, mm-hmm. driving home, and I heard the the skit in the beginning, and I was like, I was I was intrigued. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. As the song progressed, I was like, okay, all right, this is this is this is good. It's a strong start, you know. Because, you know, the first song of an album is not necessarily going to be the best song. Right. Um, and I, re- I remember listening to it and I was like, okay. There's not really much else to say other than the fact that he is very creative with his wordplay throughout yes. the entire album. Not oh, no, for sure. this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the other two boys covered it. So, yeah. yeah. And something that I do want to mention. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you guys know any of the of the references that the skits are for, because obviously they're all audio samples yeah. of other things. For example, the very beginning of Beef Rap, that first skit of, oh, what am I going to do, man? Yeah, don't wait for her, man. Just whatever, I'll hook you up with a meal. Yeah, That's yeah, from yeah. a movie called Wild Style from 1983. And the skit after is from another movie. And the third one's from a movie called Logan's Run. Mm-hmm. It, all of them are from movies, cartoons. And it, some of them think one of them is maybe a video game. I can't remember. Yeah. But they all have this... He all has this this old school style that he's taking, and it really adds to the the ambiance of what this album is supposed to be. That's true. And That's it, true. It's incredible, and it only gets better from here. And I think Beef Rap is the one with the most different samples. That, uh, it's like yeah, of the intros because awesome. everything else from there is just the TV shows and stuff like that, or the yeah. the Marvel TV shows. But yeah, yes, with that, we'll I feel like we should transition to the next song. Yes, Andres. Oh god. Yes. Oh god. I don't uh, like this. This. Is, gonna be, this, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> I don't like this. This is gonna be really hard. I don't know what you're gonna do with this one. You know the farmlands, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you do when you know let, let's say let's say you know what? Let's go to Minecraft, okay? Let's go to Minecraft. Oh, I love um, Minecraft. It's a great game. Yeah, you we love Minecraft. Mm-hmm. When you're farming, you know, you're starting off and you're farming, uh-huh. you, know, yep. you got the you got the wheat, all that stuff. What do you use to plow the land? You gotta use a hoe, man. Of course, of course. You gotta use a hoe, and you get the wheat. And now what, what do you, do you use, use that wheat? wheat for? Yeah, what do you use the wheat for? For cake, right? Cakes, man. Obviously. The hoe cakes. Hoe cakes. Hoe cakes. And bread, but that's not. And bread. That's not important. That was a pretty yeah. good. That was a pretty nuanced transition. I like that one. We're we're talking about hoe cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be honest, boys. First line says it all. Keep your hoes in check. Yes, sir. That's all you. That's all you gotta do. So. First things and foremost, again, just a reference check on the on the sample. Yeah, the woman that keeps saying "super" in the, after like every other line, uh-huh. it's from a track called "Supersonic" by JJ Fad. But what, it's just "supersonic," but he just cuts out the sonic and it's yeah. "super," and it's it, it's the whole song. I, I love the song so much. 
So I, I will say that I did get caught off guard by the like the beatboxing in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It didn't sound kind of goofy, and that was a little silly, but it is really good once you actually start listening to it and the the lyrics come swooping in. Yeah, sounds great. It's just at first it's like a little weird for like like fifteen seconds. Just it sounds dumb, but I I like it. I don't I don't hate it. it, it adds, it's, just, it's just a little goofy on first listen. For me, it has a bit of authenticity to it. Like that's that's, true. that's where you that's get true. like the whole rapping thing. Like once that beatbox starts, you really get into the track. And then the super sample hits. Along there's yeah. a there's a really like classical music sample in the back that I just love listening to, like isolating it in my head. I think it's super good. The only thing that throws mm-hmm. me off actually is the super sample at the beginning, and then it's very inconsistent because sometimes it's really offbeat, and I'm just like, okay. And then it's like kind of a stutter, and then he goes back into the verse. There's a lot of yeah. pop culture references, by the way. Like I know we discussed this during beep rap and like there's a lot of mentions of like brands and like franchises and characters. Like the whole MF Doom caricature is a big reference. And right. Yeah. I, that, that's a staple of him, no? Yeah. And he mentions King Koopa, obviously just Bowser from Super Mario. Yeah. He mentions DB Cooper, I believe. Hey man. Hey man. He's the he's he the guy that hijacked the plane. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Thank you. Um Mr. Who he mentioned Mr. Hooper, who was a character on Sesame Street. He mentions a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of them are kind of for us, like we don't know who that is because a lot of people release this for that's like nineties, early two thousands iconography. Early, exactly. But there are some that we do recognize, obviously, like King Cooper, because yeah. you know, he's still around today. DB Cooper was terrible, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, oh, it's, I think it's, it's a good track. That is yeah, it's a great track. I love Hawkeye a lot. It, again, so uh, something that I do want to mention, yeah, really quick about this entire album. Obviously, every song is in sort of food. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get into the later ones, but the two that we've, I guess, won't be missed because we didn't. Well, beef rap is obvious because it's just beef. <laughs> yeah, it's it. And then for this one, which is a little more obscure, is whole cakes. Whole cakes is is a food from like the 19th century. Mm-hmm. It's basically kind of like pancakes. It's a cornmeal water salt. It's just oh. they're basically just like little pancakes. Damn, but yeah. like it's it's a little more. So it's weird. a so it's a double entendre for the song. Correct. That's pretty exactly. interesting. Actually, yeah. the food and it doesn't mention these hoes. Amen. Amen. But right. anyways, if if there's nothing really much else, really to introduce add, this next track, please. Bro, I don't know how. Many, okay, whatever. Uh, Sebastian. Oh, yeah. Let's say you acquire mm-hmm. some sort of um illegal substance, right? Oh that yeah. Has a, that oh, has, a, has a has a it has a slang name, right? Of course, and you have a little, let's say, a baggie. You're, you're assuming. I'm, I'm a no, 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 no. We could we could sidetrack here. So what if we're talking about an object that's made of like ceramic or a, a very fine material? What, what would you call that? Call that a pot. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then, and then, and then there, what would you call and something then that, if, that whole, and then, if, uh, then what would you call if, something that, that, up, that, that is carrying this pot? It, it, my it, hand. It's pot holders. It's fucking oh. pot holders. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, bro, pot holders. I was so, ah, whatever. Pot uh-huh. holders. Pot holders. This so, this song. Let me mm. let me introduce. It. I, I you know, yeah, you you over. I love you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay, Potholders is is easily my favorite song off the album, mm-hmm. and maybe for a little bit of a controversial reason, yeah. it's because of the feature. I feel like this is the easily the strongest feature off the album, really? and the fact yeah. that it's most of the song. You know, it's a good chunk of the song, sixty percent maybe, of the guy. Is the was it? What I forgot what's the name. Sorry, uh, Count Basie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great vocal yeah. performance. Great rapping performance. He is. It was insane. True. The True. the beat is, the beat's better than a lot of the of the album. Uh, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then Doom's verse is it's, it's pretty good. It's you know, average MF Doom verse. You get me? Yeah. It's just it's a good song overall. Right. I think so, this looks like you, Andres, you look like you want to kill me. <laughs> no, I just kind of off guard voter. The average so, MF Doomers. So, yeah, average. <laughs> oh, whoa. I don't know what average is supposed to mean. Uh-huh. Anyways. Yeah. So something something that is interesting about this song is that it's a reference. So a lot of the song he's referencing one of his old colleagues called MF Grimm. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a colleague of his that was that collaborated with him in his earlier work. And the whole album is basically it's basically like a diss track to MF Grimm because they did have a falling out after the release of Operation Doomsday, oh. which came out like four years, five years prior. Yeah. So this is kind of this is this is a diss track without directly being a diss track, right? Which speaks yeah. to how creative MF Doom is. Like he's able to 
make and make a song seem like one thing, but you yeah. can't really tell until you actually read into it. Because when you listen to Potholders, you can't really tell that he's dissing anybody. But then once true. you actually read it, and you're like, oh, shit. He's going I crazy mean, on him. Props to him for making it like a very enjoyable track. This is yeah. one of the more distinct tracks, and I feel that, now I'm going to mention this, if there's one thing that this album shines a lot in, is in its, its collabs. Mm. And I feel that every single collab in this album is integrated perfectly with the verses, the instrumental, alongside Doom. But there's one song that he's just completely not present. We're going to get into that. Um, the he MF Doom doesn't start. It's Count D bass that starts off the track. And it just it goes so well with the very light guitar picks. And then in the very, very background, it's a it's a full on chord chord progression from a from a guitar. It gives like a really soft, almost like it's it's very easy to listen to. It's super easy to vibe right. with. And when you listen to it the first time, for me, for example, I I was just bopping my head with it. It's super good with the flow. <laughs> right. I absolutely you two agree. Are clowns. <laughs> for context, me and Willie, as we see, we're watching Sevas like the, discuss this album by himself, and me and Willie are just like dancing on on, on cam. Oh I'm just trying to get someone to laugh, and I got it. So you got it. Uh, okay. So, so something that makes I will agree with Sevas that Potholders is a very easy. It's a much softer song compared to the. Well, a lot of the album is very soft, but there is I want to say like one song that's a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. But Sal also get to that because it's a song that he truly enjoys. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let him talk about that much later. But I believe it's time, gentlemen, for the next song. Andres. Yes. Can I do this? Let me do this. Let me do this. I had one. I concede. Concede. Because I, I was thinking about this in the shower. Go. 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 This might suck. It's his favorite song. But, but It's not my favorite song, but it's definitely up there. It's the first song I listen to. Mm. But before we do, I do want to get a quick drink because I'm kind of thirsty. I'm going to have a fridge at. Hold on. I have a mini fridge in my room. God damn it. I only have one beer in there. All right. One oh beer. My God. I'm Easily? not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That was really good. That was Thank you. Good. I was thinking even about it. I love how you committed though, to the bit. <laughs> even though I will point out that you're underage. That is true. That is true. Uh, disclaimer. This is going to age so well in two years. I, disclaimer. <laughs> nobody here drinks alcohol. That, that was just a song. Mom, never, I'm sorry. Never, never right. once in my life. But into the track, boys. Okay. One beer. Though immediately off the bat, something that I noticed when I first listened to it is the intro. I get no kick from champagne. Mere alcohol doesn't throw me at all. So tell me why shouldn't it be true? I get a kick out of brew. So obviously Lyricism this is not the, it's an exact quote. What? Lyricism at its finest. Right. But that's, that's actually a reference to I get a kick out of you, which is a song from a musical called Anything Goes from 1934. Oh. And then there's also the, the more famous version would be when Frank Sinatra sang it. And I get the same song. I get right. a kick out of you. So obviously it has changed to be at a kick out of brew because he's talking about alcohol. Whoa. So, Damn. Yeah. Big brain. But anyways. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the first like big thing that I noticed because I I was I was I'm a pretty big Frank Frank Sinatra fan. So when I heard it, I immediately recognized it. Yeah. Really caught me off guard because I was like, oh, that's such a good sample. That's really smart. <laughs> yeah. That's such a small change, but it makes it it makes it connect so much better with the song. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And I loved it. This song is easily the most recognizable when the album dropped it was the most popular now it's another song raps is conditions but yeah. it's, it's between those two yeah but even then it's just those two just bouncing between it with the most popular song mm-hmm. and i love the song a lot it, it's pretty good so the first good. yeah the first line there's only one beer left rapper screaming all in her ears like we're deaf so the first the first line there's only one beer left is it's basically kind of like a reference to busta rhymes when he makes it's, a, it's an intro skit from one of his albums mm-hmm. Is there's only one year left. What he's trying to say is that he's trying to compare the apocalypse or doomsday, yeah, which is already a reference uh, in yeah. itself to doom and its prior work, mm. to how you ha- only having one beer or one drink in in your fridge. And I think like we can kind of all relate to that. And we, we want to get like a can of soda, and there's only one left in the fridge. Mm. And I'm like, damn, I can't drink this because I have nothing left. Yeah, it's it's so good and it's really smart. And it's just a small small change. What do, you, what do you gentlemen think of this song? I personally think the the intro sample. So what I assume is a, it's a woman singing, and I'm pretty sure that's from another track that influenced him. And how it's incorporated mm-hmm. into the beat, it, it's unique. And it, it's pretty fresh. It's pretty good. The only thing that I will say, however, it's I got the same issue that I got for beef rap. The instrumental in itself is super overpowering, and it doesn't help that the, the sample of the woman is pretty shilling, and it's pretty high-pitched to the point where I also have to very, like, I have to put actual focus into listening to the verse 
But when it hits the halfway point, though, it, it goes into like another because the, the instrumental transitions back to its intro track. And in that variation, I feel that in that song, it's it's beautiful. Because if there's one issue that I do have with this album and that I will bring up mm. more later on is that the instrumentals often in themselves feel a bit repetitive and one note. And I can appreciate when in the album they bring in a bit of variation, let's just say, throughout the tracks. But what do you think, Willie? Something I want to point out for one beer. Yeah. I, I also, just going back to what Seba said, I do agree with that. There's a lot of periods of the album where I was kind of struggling to listen to it. Yeah. Um, but going back to one beer, I feel like this song has also a little bit of um, references to, to the new wave of rappers of that time. You know, because he says rappers screaming all in our ears like we're deaf. And he also yes. says a little bit late. He also says a little bit later, uh, probably still spe- be speaking in rhymes as an old fart, you know, because like, he's the he's the old generation. He is, you know? yeah. I feel like MF Doom yeah. before he he's passed he was. Yeah, he was a little bit of an old head. Right. Um, but, you know, he, like he was way. still alive. Yeah. 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 He was still alive when melodic rap came came flying in so yeah something yeah something that i do want to add to that so this so obviously this song this album came out in 2004 which is basically when like crunk rap yeah. came out which is where hip-hop was pretty much at its loudest and like for example i don't know if you guys have listened to him but i know you guys know who lil john is right i of course you will john you want me to be honest i have no idea who that is never mind but will you know who lil huh? john is? please explain to me who lil yes. john is yeah, i know i do, I do. <laughs> so lil john was one of the biggest rappers in like in that kind of era mm-hmm. and he was the biggest because he literally just screamed like he had very it was pretty much just screaming it wasn't in a bad way he made good songs yeah but it was that's like what that's what his style was it was abrasive and it 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 was it was why a lot of like old heads hated that era of rap because it was super loud right and it's like you guys said that doom's more like soft-spoken and he has like a more much more methodic uh writing style yeah that's what makes him so different and that's why he's like an old head that's why he mentions all these rappers screaming and how he's has to be different will you guys have anything to add I, I personally don't, but I would like to do the transition, please. Absolutely. Go ahead. Oh, my God. You guys know how I used to work at McDonald's, right? Yeah. Yes, of course. Let me tell you, let me tell you a little story. Oh, boy. One sure. time, I accidentally splashed hot oil on myself, and it left a burn. That, that was shaped. I, it was shaped like a whale. It was a whale that was shaped. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I guess you could say that my arm was in a deep fried friend's. Oh, that one, I thought that, you were yeah, else. me too. No, I, I, I thought you were going to mention like, your coworkers, and those are your deep fried friends. Yeah, those are your deep fried. Oh, wait, that's infinitely better. That's what? so good. <laughs> How did you not think uh, of that? I think it was stupid. I'm, oh, my God. Oh, sh- shut up. Deep I mean, fried I mean, friends is the friends that, that are deep fried. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. I was going to, it was like, I was thinking like frenzy, you get me, but it's mm-hmm. whatever. That's fair. All I right. Would you like to introduce this song? Yes, of course. So. First things first, the beat does come from a song called Mur. I believe it's how you pronounce it. It's M-Y-R-H-H. Yeah. Which is off MF Doom's uh, Metal Fingers Presents Special Herbs. Special Herbs Volume 1 and 2. The Special Herbs are albums that he released, but they're literally just instrumentals that he decided to release. Yeah. Some of which were never used and some that were used for some of his songs. I believe it's Lavender Buds or Jasmine Blossoms. No, Jasmine Blossoms. Yeah. Jasmine Blossoms is the instrumental for Hoke. And there's some like Lavender Buds which aren't instrumentals at all. At least that I... That could take off off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a mix of just instrumentals that he's released and they're unreleased instrumentals that he either never used or just didn't get a chance to. Right. So that's the, that's the first things first. That this is something that he's or he's this is one of the ones that he already did use. Mm-hmm. So personally, I like Deep Fried Friends. I'm not. This is on like the lower echelon of my ranking of the songs. I don't think it's bad by any means. Right. But a lot of the other songs I didn't, I just vibe with a lot more. Oh yeah. So I feel like Salas, do you wanna do you wanna take the wheel on this one? I mean. This is going more into that gripe I was talking about earlier. Because if there's one thing, I'm kind of noticing a pattern with this album, which leads mm-hmm. into a, a further take that I'm going to have. A lot of the the takes on this track might not be pretty easy to listen to for most listeners. A lot of it is just doom going off and off and off with the same instrumental in the background. And... I feel that in a way it's going to, it kind of leads to the detriment in the later half of the album. But in this song and specifically, I can appreciate the very nineties R and B inspired take. And there's a, it's a sample from the song that you were mentioning that it intercuts in the like halfway portion of the track. 
And while I still, I, I appreciate, like I said prior, some variation and distinction between the tracks, this is starting to lead into the the big flaw that I see with this album. But that's just me. Mm. What do you think, Willie? Okay. I, I also agree with that because uh, I, I can respect the artistry. I can respect the album. But the more the longer I got into it and just the fact that everything was very much repeating itself, I started to get bored while I was listening to it. I'm not calling MF Doom a boring rapper by any means. He has mm. very good... Uh, lyrics and they're very creative mm-hmm. but in terms of musically and like more i'm more so talking about the instrumentals i feel i wish there was just something more there to to develop because it's really it, to me it sounds like skeletons of more modern beats uh that are happening mm-hmm. right now that's one way to look mm-hmm. at it I, I guess yeah i wouldn't say that, much. okay so there, go for it yeah yeah so i can understand where you're coming from i i definitely there are there are a lot of songs that mesh together and i do forget them Mm-hmm. For example, Phileo Rapper, I barely remember. Pooh right. Platter, I also don't remember very much. In fact, the Deep Red Friends, I kind of forgot about when mm-hmm. I was reviewing this album. So honestly, I do understand that there, is, that there are some low points that it does seem a little forgettable, and I can understand that. Right. Mm-hmm. Food, to me, is not his best album. Mm-hmm. But it's my favorite. That's why I wanted to talk about it. If I right. wanted to talk about best album, we probably would have done Operation Doomsday. But still, I know it's kind of a hot take. A lot of MF Doom fans are going to say it's mad villainy. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Operation Doomsday, but, you know. Creating waves. Uh, creating waves, yeah. But still, the, the, to back to, I think as long as we, we can kind of leave it at that for Deep Fried Friends. Right. This The last thing I do want to mention is mm. what the song is talking about. Yeah. It's talking about fake friends. That's, the, oh. that's something, that, something that we always need and the sample cuts in. Friends, and that, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about like, you, you need friends, but at the same time, you can't rely on them because you never know if they'll, if they'll double-cross you. Right, and he's talking, kind of talking about the pro- that problem within the industry that mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of like fake people in the industry back then and even now. So that's interesting. Kind of, yeah, the, the, yeah. So it's it's kind of a it's a, the tale was all this time, and right. I really like that. But I think with that gentleman. All right, boys. Since the middle part of the, towards the middle part of this album is uh, interludes, I'm talking about poop uh, poop. Poopup Platter, Phileo Rapper, Gumbo, and maybe Fig Leaf Bicarbonate. Uh, I feel like we can skip at least the first three. Right. You know, anything, other, we don't, yeah, we don't really have much to, to speak yeah, about. Yeah, because they are straight interludes. I think it's interesting that he has four interludes, but hey. But yeah. they all work because it's just mostly just samples that he put in. I will say. But Fig Leaf Bicarbonate, mm-hmm. so was, yeah. Real quick, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give go a quick, quick take. In, in its defense, I, I, I'm starting to see the very experimental takes. There's a lot of mm-hmm. influence from a lot of pop culture media that we've been talking about earlier. And I respect right. putting them into interludes and him wanting to share this specific sound and set of references in like to his audience in an album. But I will say mm-hmm. these four tracks halt this album to a stop. And personally, yeah. on first listen, it was just. Okay, I listened to the first one, then the next one, then the third one, and then Fig Leaf by Carbonate hits. But I'm not, I'm, I'm going to speak on that in a bit. Those first three songs or the first first three interludes, just to me, it didn't mesh well. I I didn't enjoy them as much as the actual tracks where he's singing. But then again, to his defense, they are purely meant for reference and his love for this for that period of time. Now, Fig Leaf by Carbonate, it's another interlude. But if you want a very unique audio experience with like a whole bunch of references with like what I've been talking about. This is the track. This is probably, yeah, like I said, this is like I've been mentioning, this is probably one of my favorites out of the element, like the interludes because it's the most animated, like in itself, it, it sounds like it's reincarnated. It came out of the ground. It's a zombie. It sounds alive. The instrumental has like this blaring horn and this super frantic beat that makes you like stay awake. Like from those three albums that were a bit of a drone, you finally get back up to Fig Leaf Bicarbonate and it's just, it's super disorienting. And like, you're kind of like thrown into this mess, this tornado of sounds out of nowhere. But it's a catharsis. It's a sort of like build up to what those three tracks prior were. And I feel like it's it, it's a really good conclusion to that, to that little segment of the album. But I feel like this is officially a second half of the album that we're going to be talking about now. But do you boys yeah. have any any opinions on the on the interludes? I personally don't care too much for those for except for Fabio Carbon and Gumbo. I like Gumbo a lot. Mm. But that's just because that's just because the actual instrumental is really cool for me. Right. But there's not really much to write home about besides all the references, 
but now we'd be kind of wasting that's kind of like just it, we'd be here all day yeah i want every reference in this entire album yeah. so i feel like from that we can go straight into the next song andres yes when you're eating right mm-hmm. let's go to, let's say you go to a to a, a staple down here in miami a fritanga Ooh. oh love that and food. you ask for fritanga. you ask for you know a little some white rice you know, maybe some beans. Mm-hmm. And you also say what? You always gotta ask for it, con carne. Ooh. Exactly. All right. I like Next that. song. Con carne. I want to say that this is, in a sense, a two-part song because there is con queso, which is like the same moniker. Yeah. It's it's just in Spanish, but with Ks instead of Cs. Yeah. It's not, like a, it's not an actual two-part song, but there's like the pairing between them. Yeah, right. I will admit, I do get con carne and con queso mixed up a lot. Not in a bad way. I, they are very different. I, yeah. I just forget. That. I just forget which is which. But I know, like, once the song plays, I know it by heart. Mm-hmm. I just forget the title sometimes. So, mm-hmm. Carne immediately is very interesting because it's a lot of comparisons. Mm-hmm. Darker than the East River, larger than the Empire State. He started. He talks about Mount Kilimanjaro at one point. He talks about he's talking about wilder than the Nile. He, it's just all. It's comparing, and I believe he's comparing it to himself. Mm-hmm. I want to say. In what way, though? I, from what I'm understanding, he's mm. trying to, he's, he's explaining, he's talking about his moniker of doom. Yeah. He's talking about, like, the power doom holds. Mm. How he's, like, he's taller than the Empire State, yet he holds more power than the Great Pyramid of Giza. Right. You know, he's talking about, he's talking about this, the, the persona that he's like, created like for the album, or yeah. for his whole rap. Yeah. That's what he's trying to describe. Because mm. this is not, this is not the first character that MF Doom's ever created. There's Victor Vaughn, there's there's a uh, oh my god i forgot them all but yeah he has he has a lot of them the most notable being this mf doom but he also has a Vic- victor vaughn and he has a lot of others right i can mad look, villain mad villain thank you that's what i was looking for he has Zarface a lot of them right zarface is yeah zarface is more of a collaboration with uh zarvors right but still but yeah but that's that's like that's what he does mm-hmm. he likes creating stories and characters within them so that's what he's trying to do with this song specifically. He's describing the character. Right. Which is very interesting. Do you guys have anything to add on this track, though? I want to I wanna point out something. Because our, that piano, the instrumental, that's say. used in the instrumental, it reminds me a lot of mm-hmm. sort of like Frank Sinatra slash like yeah. music back in like, the Like 50s. super mm-hmm. classical. just like Yeah, super, super classic music. Mm-hmm. Like you go to a, a jazz bar and that's, what you, that's what's playing. Yeah. Uh, right. and, and, I, and I do like that. Like the first two lines the east river and the empire state obviously they're in new york so it, it kind of brings that connection together of course i will say okay. speaking on that sample actually yes. i i i like ju- the the what's the word uh, the juxtaposition between the two because you have this really mm-hmm. like super sophisticated melody and then you have the of what i can compare to mf's verse being like very grimy it still follows the same structure that i've had gripes with this entire album and the the track in itself doesn't evolve but I feel that what's taking me back and realizing that this in itself is a pretty good track, besides the theoricism, is mainly the instrumental. I'm not saying that it carries the track. Right. I'm just saying that what I mentioned before, the the coalescence, the the merging of the two, the two a very one very being like super sophisticated, the other a bit more grimy and dirty. It's quite unique and it, it's pretty mm-hmm. enjoyable upon first listen and on consecutive listens. But with that being said, we have anything else to say, boys? I do have Not one other thing I do want to mention. Uh-huh. I do have one other thing. So this track specifically is is a tribute to Doom's brother, DJ Subrock, which is what he was named what he was named. He unfortunately passed away in a car accident in 1993. Mm-hmm. So the story goes that uh, MF Doom, Daniel Dumoulet, and his brother, DJ Subrock, I don't remember what his first name is. This is a really quick story. So they both made, they, they both grew up together and they both made music together and they uh-huh. wanted to start like a group, like a rap group together. Right. And they both started making music and they, they actually started publishing music, but I can't remember off the top of my head the, the name of like their, their group together. Yeah. And then unfortunately his brother passed away in a car accident and Doom went into a slump, like a depressive slump for, when was it, like five years. Right. And then he kind of had that like enlightenment. He's realized I have, like, I can't stay like this forever. So he picked back up the mic, picked up the pen and started making music and that's, why he made Operation Doomsday. This was his first venture back into the rap game and he pretty much exploded. And then he got in with the producer and, and the, like, all of the companies and that birthed the, the villain 
of MF Doom. Yeah. So this whole this this track is basically like just him saying thank you and tributing his brother, who basically, if not unfortunately as it sounds, if not for his death, he might have not been as big as he is now. Interesting. Yeah. But that is the story basically behind not only the creation of Operation Doomsday, but this song specifically. But that in that, itself, yeah. Yeah, but I think with that, you can go into the next track, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Andres. Oh boy. Yes. You pointed out that in your mini fridge you have one beer. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that beer? Uh, what's the label say? What's that? Uh, we, we look quick again. This is part of it. I don't drink. It's, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a joke. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. Ow, hand. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Let me see what happened. Stubbed on the fridge. I, that is. Uh, it'll be Guinness. Okay. It's right. Guinness. But it's Guinness's track. It's, but you don't have multiple, so it can't be Guinnesses. It sounds semantics. Shut up. All right. Bro, Guinness. Guinness the I track. Hate this guy. <laughs> I hate this guy. Guinness, right. Guinnesses, bitch. Uh-huh. Whatever. Okay. So, so first things. Guinness. Yeah. First things first. That is very interesting. Mm. Doom does not sing pretty much at all in this track. Not at all. No. Yeah. He doesn't sing at all. He leaves. He leaves all the the vocals to. I believe her name is uh, yeah, Angelica. Angelica. Yeah. You're right. So that's that's who sings this entire song, and I love it. I love Doom when he raps, but Angelica carried that torch. She did it super well, and I think that she really did a good job on this album because Doom was straight producing. Yeah. So, what do you think about Angelica? No, I was gonna add more about that actually. That it's it's a reprieve. It's it's a nice take back, and honestly, it's pretty. I think it's a pretty big move off of Doom to just not show up at all and bring in mm-hmm. someone else that probably to him means a lot and influenced. Or his influence over their verse or over Angelica's verse, it's present. And as you mentioned, he is producing a lot of this album. Overall, I think it's it's a new angle that I appreciate in this album. Like this song in specific, mm-hmm. it introduces a new aspect of, you know, new sound, fresh take. And it woke me up a bit. There's another right. song that woke me even more up. But um, but so far, I, I think this is a pretty good track. Not my favorite, but it's definitely on the better half of the album, in my opinion. And what's up, Willie? I want to point something out mm-hmm. because yes. the outro skit of this song has a couple lines yeah. that would not be included nowadays. What? Because I'm not going to repeat them, uh-huh. but how come all you college boys wear them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, it, right. It has that line. I, I just I don't know if you guys know what that's from. No, I don't. No, Do you guys, have you guys ever seen the movie A Raisin in the Sun? No. Okay. You've heard of it. That's where it's from. Ah, it's sampled from a line from that movie. Gotcha. But yeah, I agree. That definitely cannot be repeated today. Yeah, I feel like you know this album is a uh, is is of its time, mm-hmm. and there's obviously going to be things that just don't age well, and that's one thing that right, right. has not aged well. Right. So I do want to mention. Other, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let no, me no, 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 no. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Other than that, this again, as I'm, as Sebastian said, this album is a really it's, it's a wake me up for you know because it's just the album is droning for so long and then you get this song and it's like okay something let's go let's go <laughs> yeah okay so as i do understand where you guys are coming from this is wake me up but this mm-hmm. song specifically is a little more depressing for lack of a better word than even you guys weren't aware of right right so mm-hmm. what angelica is speaking about is about ending a relationship and drinking away the pain hence why it's called, That's Guinness. Why it's called yeah right uh, so the song is kind of sad it is. <laughs> to be honest it does wake you up because of the actual beat but when you think about it, this is very depressing. Mm. But something that I will mention, I understand that Doom putting a woman, uh, bringing one's feminine song yeah. in his albums, this is something that he's done a lot. Yeah, isn't that like a trope? It, he, he tries, like a... Yeah, he, he tries to do it at least once per album. Once specifically in the latter half of his album. Huh. He did it for when he did Vaudeville Villain yeah. in 2003 for Let Me Watch. Mad Villainy, we did I. Mm, food, Guinnesses, Born Like This, he did Still Dope. Huh. And then, oh God, what was it called? Keys of the Cuff in 2012, which was Winter Blues. It's interesting so he that has, he keeps he, like this consistency. Yeah, yeah, he has this tradition. Because he always wants to have one song that's either sung by a woman or it's just theatrically more like feminine. Right. And he always does that. I don't fully remember know why, mm-hmm. but he just always does that. And to me, it's welcome. It, this song is great. I love, I love Winter Blues. And Still Dope off Born Like This is such a banger. So honestly, I welcome this entirely. But I think, do you guys have anything else to add? Or I have a transition. Oh, go ahead. Now, this is your favorite song. If there's one thing 
that I got mm-hmm. asked while getting a mm-hmm. burger is if mm-hmm. I want it con queso. Oh yes. my god. Beautiful. Man, I was gonna tell what? I was gonna say, you know, I work at I work at Moe's now, so like we actually <laughs> had queso. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I it, yeah. Aside con queso. All right, this, oh my so, god! Introduce one. This track wakes you the fuck up. <laughs> it's a shot and like it's it's adrenaline incarnate for me. Like this is the period of the album where I was just like, oh my god, finally something where like like there's life. There there's a sensation where you just like you just want to get up in your chair and like start like moving your head with it. It's just it's a sensation that I can't really describe perfectly because it's just it's so fast paced. The looping instrumental actually is to the benefit of this track because in in tandem because he goes a lot faster mf doom goes a lot faster the flow is a lot more energetic you you get a very animated verse off of him and it's paced very very fast to the point where like you're like wow i haven't listened to this sound in this or during this album and listening to the first time you're like whoa what the okay yeah I'm, i'm back in and to me this was the highlight this was the peak of this album for me favorite track no no contest what do you boys think? Okay. So first things first, I do have so so when so Doom explains why he makes everything in food. Mm-hmm. And he specifically he talks about in um in an article in an interview with X Double XL magazine, mm-hmm. he explains why he not only named this song Con Queso, but also why the most of his songs are with food. Right. So to quote, right. it had to be two things. It had to be a food people can relate to, and there had to be another play on the word. For instance, I'd say con queso, like cheese. Everybody mm-hmm. knows cheese is a reference in the streets as money and whatnot. Yeah. And cheese is something that's always added in addition to like a cheeseburger or a beef patty. Uh-huh. So it's about finding a word where you can take two different approaches to it, uh-huh. end quote. Okay. So, he, so he's explaining that it's, it's a double entendre, as it's always been. He's talking about cheese, like that bread, mm-hmm. which again, bread is already a double entendre these days. Yeah. So he has cheese as the moniker for like for getting getting money, and then also for the food, the the addition, the right. cone queso. But just to get back on the actual track, I absolutely agree. This is probably the hardest song on the track. It goes yeah. so hard, and this is a lot faster. Yeah. It, it has an interesting turn that they got a little rattling, boom, pan in, and it yeah. immediately goes off. And it's so good because it catches you kind of off guard. And it does. A lot it of really it is, does. Yeah, absolutely. And this song specifically, I I can't really find a specific thing that he's talking about within the album. I know mm-hmm. in the beginning he's talking about like equal rights yeah. for all people. But I, 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 that's where I kind of land on what the song is talking about. But there is there's a variety of things that he talks about. Will you have anything else to add on this track? Yeah. As I said, you know, the pick-me-ups for the album, like this was... This was it for me. Like I was like, okay, we we got something. We got something going. We got something going because because yeah. like that that middle part of the album where just the instrumentals weren't really much to be honest, mm-hmm. really like threw me off in yeah. like a bad way. But this like if but this song threw me off in a good way in terms of it picked up the the energy mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. I was really feeling it while I was yeah. driving. On a side note, on a completely right. side note, this is. Uh, probably one of the only skits that I enjoy, by the way, like the, the outro skit where like it yeah. mentions a doom is the master of the world or something. You have to admit that you've been serving a tyrant or something. And it, it's so sick. Like yeah. it puts you so into the thematic and yeah, I feel like, and, uh-huh. yeah, just to, not to cut you off, but just to add on to that, mm-hmm. that, the whole, that whole, his whole outro is a lot of his outros from the same place. Yeah. And this is also one of them. They all come from the Spider-Man cartoon in 1981. I thought it was the fantastic Spi- one. Yeah. No, it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. I think there's actually a few Fantastic Four, but Spider-Man is the one that I've seen the most. Mm-hmm. So he immediately uses that, and he actually mentioned Spider-Man prior in this song when he says, I'm in love with Mary Jane. She's my main thing. Pulled her right from that webhead with a lame brain. First of all, <laughs> bars. That's yeah, that's so actually good. fucking great. It's, it rolls right off the tongue, and it's yeah. beautiful. And then one quick thing uh-huh. that I... Yeah. One quick thing that I do want to add, at the very, the very last lyric that he sends, and jump off the stage, like, yeehaw. The, mm-hmm. way, the reason that he says it, it's because he's, he's talking about a mad villainy. Oh. So, yeah, because it came before. Enlighten us, please. So, yeah. So, mad villainy, that I believe it's the last song, or it's at least one of the songs. It's called Rhinestone Cowboy. Mm-hmm. That's, he's everything because he's a cowboy. And also because the instrumental track for that song is also called Rhinestone Cowboy. Mm. So, that's like the whole moniker that he tries to go for, referencing his older albums. So, I, I love this song. This is in my top three. Yeah. I love it so much. I know some of us agrees. But I think with that... Let's go into another banger. 
Yeah. I don't have a transition for this one. Damn! Don't, don't even try. I don't oh care. Don't even try. He's out Get of it. This. He's out of juice. I don't, I don't. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, niches. You don't pronounce niches? K. I don't believe. Yeah, I believe. Oh. Like a, no, they say knishes as well. Wait, wait. I don't know, bro. It's niches. It's niches. According Raps, to Google, snitch. Rap snitch niches. Makes sense. Featuring with the mm-hmm. Featuring Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Place to the whole Doom thing, the whole Fantastic Four thing. I love that. Oh, but, okay, I correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm yes. wrong. Go ahead. We don't know who Mr. Fantastic is, right? No, we don't. That's like been like a it's, huge mystery among the so, Doom community. So the only the only thing that we know, yeah. the, the only I guess concrete thing that we have is that Mr. Fantastic was one of Doom's friends when he was still making music huh. that either passed away or just didn't want to be famous. Gotcha. He wanted to make music, but he didn't want to be famous. This is why he's Mr. Fantastic and it's not like his actual name. Right. So he just kept the moniker of Mr. Fantastic, made music, and stayed in the shadows forever. He could he be, never wanted to be famous. He so could he, be among our very people. Today. He, he, it could be Willie. Among probably, us? No. Oh my God. That's why I wanted to avoid saying. <laughs> I know you tried. But All yeah, right. do, do we need to speak about this track, man? It's just phenomenal. Dude, we don't. So immediately off the bat, uh-huh. I know you guys, I, the guitar sample in the background. Immediately. Super so good. that comes from Space Oddity by David Bowie. Oh. It's, it, yes, it comes from Dave Matthews. And mm-hmm. I think it's like, like halfway through the song. Yeah. It's that, but significantly slowed. So Doom sampled that track and then put it to like a BPM of 95. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you the, it gives you this version. Yeah. It's intoxicating how good this guitar riff is. It's, it's, it's just so catchy. It, it's so catchy and it's so smooth. It is. It's insane. And like, yeah, Mr. Fantastic and Doom have a great connection. At the very beginning of the song, it's just them talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, Mr. MF Doom, Mr. Fantastic. And they're just talking to each other. Like, yeah. bro. I'd like I'd like to point out my 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 favorite line ain't nothing what's the word I, I feel like us as men we can uh, ain't nothing what's the word absolutely respect respect it yeah. what's crack it's like it just leaves you wanting more of of this Mister Fantastic character and I absolutely. feel like he he vibes with the well with the track so well I'm sorry that it just like I feel he kind of outperforms Doom in this track like that's just me like. He goes off into his verse, and then Doom comes in in the later half. I feel that it's just since he starts the track initially, you're like a lot more pulled to his verse because it's like him being the main person or like the main track first or the main verse first. Sorry, but yeah, that's just me though. Right, I kind of do agree. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Fantastic is definitely the focal point of this album or right. this song. Pardon me. Right. So I can definitely understand the sentiment of MF Doom definitely not being bad by any means, but no. definitely we wanted a little more. Of yeah. both of them, but particularly fantastic because he just he, with lack of a better word, he was fantastic. He was True. so good in the song. True. So right off the bat, what the song is talking about is talking about snitches. Yeah. In 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 the rap industry, just people narking, which is which is again back to what we said about deep fried friends. Uh, he's talking about fake friends within the rap community. So you have to kind of like you can't be too chummy with everybody because you never know who's gonna double cross you. Right. Which is exactly what the song is doing. And I, I think it, I think this song does it better than Deep Fried Friends. It's a lot more explicit than it, yeah. Yeah, because he's talking about uh, telling all their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you it's, see the perpetrator? Oh, yeah, I'm right here. We, it's we, so good. Here. I, I could be in the song for hours, but we'd be yeah. here all day. I think if you don't even have anything else to add. I'll bring us the next right. track. I have, next track. I, have, I have something. Uh-huh. I got something. Go for it. it. He's got Go it. it. Go for it. Man, I'm feeling a little bit sick right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like uh, okay, man. You know, I, I, I it's like I've, I've had to like, you know, my stomach's feeling a little bit queasy. Like I've had to spit, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, something that came out with the spit was a little bit of um, what I ate earlier today. So it was kind of like you, you could a say vomit spit. A vomit spit. Yeah, it was Ooh, a little bit. Yeah. Like, okay. okay. Yeah, definitely. That was a little weird. Oh, All right. No, he was defining it. He was defining it. I well, there, defining there, it. There, he was defining it. He was world building. Before. <laughs> Before we before we do move on, I also like to I, I'd like to point out the the title vomit spit. It kind of entails when you know when vomiting on something is mm-hmm. when it just everything starts coming out. So yeah. that title is speaking about like just he's speaking to whatever comes to his mind mm-hmm. in yes. terms of that title. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. You know he's just he's just spitting it out, and just like seeing what hit what's what hits and what doesn't. Right. So um, with this song. I know Willie brought it up, and I, yeah, <laughs> Willie brought it up for the three of us. But I'm, I just want to mention it real quick. This song wasn't originally called "Vomit Spit." It was originally called just "Vomit," huh. 
and it had a completely different beat and some of the lyrics were even changed mm-hmm. but then he decided to revamp it mm-hmm. and it became the vomit spit that we know today i haven't listened to the original i think i listened to a part of it but i haven't listened to the whole thing yeah but i really like vomit spit as it is and i really like the beat so i don't know how it would feel with the beat change yeah mm-hmm. yeah I don't, I don't know i mean what, what do you think about that to me now that we're what's it called approaching the end of this album the conclusion of this album I feel like I need to talk about specifically dividing the instrumental from the verses. I love this instrumental. I love the Vomit Spit instrumental, the guitar and what I think is an electric piano sample. It's great. Mm -hmm. But there isn't much to talk about without me sounding like a broken record. Like I've said Mm -hmm. again and again that, you know, Doom's verse is just the same thing. Him going back and forth, talking and talking and talking. And the verses are great. Lyrically, they are very potent. But I feel in terms of the sound, in terms what makes each track unique, it's not the verses, but more the, like the instrumentals and stuff like that. And I can recognize that. For what this album mm-hmm. is, it's, it's, an experimental, it's an experimental album. And it, it definitely achieves that sensation. But I definitely, in order for me to enjoy this album more, I would have enjoyed a lot more variations in his verse, in the tracks, in themselves. Definitely. But yeah. I understand. Uh, what do you think, Willie? Well, in terms of the song itself, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, you know, you are, you really hit it on the nail. I really like the instrumental, you know, the electric guitar. It's not, it doesn't sound like a, like I said previously, a skeleton of a beat. It sounds yeah. like a more complete beat. It does. And that's does. something that I do wish that the album like was able to do in terms or just doom in general was able to do. Cause I would have enjoyed it so much more if those beats were just a little bit more, had a little bit more flavor to them. Right. Uh, yeah, anything I, else that boys? Yeah, honestly, I don't. I, I vomit it to me. I will say, I like the song a lot. It's definitely in my top five of my favorite songs in this album. Mm-hmm. But it's a song that I can't really pinpoint exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one, just like you said, it's, it's just vomit. It's just him. Just yeah, it's just him. It's just him. Words. Exactly. He's, really, yeah. he's just talking. Yeah. Lord knows about exactly. what, but he's just speaking words. And that's what I kind of like about Doom in this in this track. It's just. Kind of him in a sense goofing off. Yeah. But I think with that, we can, we can get into the final track. Andres. Oh, boy. Bully. So, you know that, you know, the, you boys know that I'm having a niece soon. You're having a what? Yes. I'm I'm having having a niece. Oh, a niece. Yeah. 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 Yes, so, when she's, uh, when she's, you know, when she's, uh, when she's a little bit more grown up, you know, when mm-hmm. like five or six, maybe she'll join the, mm-hmm. the Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. And I'm counting on you guys. To, to buy them cookies from them. Doom literally mentions Girl Scout cookies in the song. He mentions Wheat Thins. He mentions... Oh, man, actually, he mentions yeah, every he mentions food Thins, reference. Salt, yeah, he mentions uh, Ritz Bits, Wheat Thins, Saltines, Triscuits, yeah. Matzos, Cheez-Its, mm-hmm. Famous Amos. He, he directly mentions Girl Scout cookies and a lot of the cookies he's talking about. Famous Amos. He was, he was a hungry man. Isn't it Famous Amos? Famous, uh, is it Amos? I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> That's matter. That's so weird. Okay, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Who cares? Who cares? The point is, mm-hmm. talking about cookies. Yeah. And I, I hate that I know what the other meaning of the song is. He Okay, so what he's talking about is that he, he's visiting these explicit sites and then getting caught by his wife. Oh. Yeah, never what mind. Think, <laughs> no, I thought it was something else more illicit. What did you think it was? Substance. He fell off. I like this track a lot. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the outro. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like an outro though. No, it doesn't. This kind of feels like a song. Yes. And I would have appreciated it, really it like if it was song. more like in the middle half of the album. Yeah. Honestly. If we're talking about like what song could have been an outro, mm-hmm. dude, honestly, Rapsless is Ninjas would have been crazy as an outro. A very memorable Ooh, outro, great. yeah. Yeah, it would have been fantastic. But something that I do want to point out. The original version of this song actually uses the the closing theme from Sesame Street. I don't know if you guys know. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Ooh, I, 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 I yeah, I read about it. Yeah, the actual like, the ending theme of Sesame Street yeah. uses that as a sample, but obviously they couldn't use it in the song because it's not fair use. So they just ended up taking another like some other random song, and so that's where we're at now. I like yeah. Cookies a lot, but granted, it's kind of hard to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because this is definitely the most raunchy song on the album. I love it though. But it's just kind of hard to talk about. You guys got anything else to add on that, though? I I I appreciate that he's jumping on the track. It, it's mm-hmm. it's a part. It's a what's it called? It's a break from the constant verse, and he's actually flowing with the beat. 
and what is yeah. a very muted muted instrumental like it's just i think it's just a dry drum and beat and i can appreciate that and uh, like that right. if it wasn't the outro and if it was just in the middle of the if it was jammed a bit more to the second half of the album i feel like i would have liked this song a lot more but now we brought it up i feel like rapsition conditions should have been the should have been the outro yeah but yeah. if there's one thing about the song that i'm going to mention is that it leads into uh beef rap Meaning yeah, that was, this that this whole album is a loop, and that's genius. Yeah, that's genius. That's like so, to me the first I'm of its kind, sort up. of. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I know you guys have seen like some sad AM cartoons in your times, yeah. Spider Man or whatever. Tom and Jerry. That okay. So yeah, actually, yeah. So you know it, the the episode starts whatever, and then it introduces the villain. The villains doing his shenanigans. They beat him, and then the next episode he's just back again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's trying to say. That oh, they all they beat Doom, but he comes back the next week. Like, uh, as if nothing happened. That's that's it's cheeky. a it's, it's, a, it's a villain of, it's a villain of the week type thing. Yeah. But yeah, they put him in prison and then he breaks out the next episode. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it ends and then immediately comes back in beef rap and he immediately is back master of the world overthrowing a world governance. And you the think rap he game. Spider-Man? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, bro. Doom? Or uh, Doctor Doom? No, just MF Doom. You think he yeah, he no, he definitely, him? yeah, he was definitely on yeah, the streets. I mean, I mean, he had they had to they had to scrap. Like, he, 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 he he grew up in New York, so like, come on, right? And if he stole Mary Jane, which is his main thing, stole from a webhead with a lame brain. Not only he stole his girl, but he's calling him lame. Like that, that's yeah. on site. Yeah. That yeah. That's yeah. on site. Willie took that's extra seven. offense, bro. That's vile. That's vile. But just to All speak right. on it, there are comics where Doctor Doom does fight Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, there are. So, you know, it does work. They have appeared in multiple comics together. Right. So, honestly, this is pretty good. Well, saying that this is the final track, and I feel like there's not much else we can add, mm-hmm. I feel like we should yeah. go into the ratings. Ooh. So, right. we're going to leave on this one. Yeah, well, well, obviously. We'll start. Should I start or should or Go for it. Go for it, really. I'll start? Okay. So, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I listened to this album maybe like three, four times prior to this episode, which sounds like a solid amount but it really isn't because yeah, yeah. you know you really want to listen to mf doom because the whole thing with him is his lyrics and you really want to pay attention to the lyrics unfortunately that's something that detracts from my enjoyment of the album because not gonna i'm not gonna lie mf doom is a very creative man he was a very creative man rest in peace and mm-hmm. he you know he was re- he's it's a good album yeah but it's just not my forte i i like yeah. I like exciting, like not. It doesn't even have to be exciting. Just beat like instrumentals with more substance. Mm-hmm. You know, like hi hats, more drums. More, like it's, I don't really like. No offense to him, he again very talented. But I don't really want to listen to a guy beatboxing on right. a track. Right. So that being said, there are some. This uh, this album does have its bangers, and they're good songs. But I'd have to say that overall. For my enjoyment, I'd say it's a seven out of ten. Okay, that's respectable. Mm. For me, I'm I'm gonna bounce off what you said and basically kind of agree. I've listened to this album. I feel like a total of five times, but mixed in between, I'm obviously skipping the interludes and songs. I don't feel that really that that I understood the first time that I listened. A lot of Doom's music throughout this album stays the same. The instruments don't really evolve and with the exception of the tracks with like voice samples and like skits and stuff like that from the shows i i love that inclusion but i feel like it's sometimes to the album's detriment and it leads to a lot of one note songs to the point where just i can't remember like for example deep fried friends i kind of forgot how it, it went i had to listen to it for like a little second and yeah but while this is completely subjective I feel that in terms of what this album wanted to like accomplish and giving the sensation of, of like a true experimental project, it accomplishes this and so much more. If I could compare this album to something, it's like a picnic. It's a mixed match of different foods from all kinds of different sources, a lot of conversation, a lot of talk, and just a, like a general loss of like time. Like you realize like, oh shit, it's already sunset. And you realize that, oh, okay, we might pick this up and do it again in another day. But for me personally, there are tracks to enjoy, certainly, but in my perspective, this album feels routine. And aside, or and on top of that, the grinding halt that comes with the the instrumentals, 
it's leading to me for just just for me it's leading to a score of six but yeah with that being said what do you what do you feel andres let us know okay yeah as the ultimate doom shill in the room so i like this album a lot this is my favorite doom project definitely not the best i will say i can definitely understand where you guys are coming from a lot of the a lot of the samples where they are very good a lot of the skits can be kind of annoying we're just trying to listen to it and then this is not possible like it's like 30 seconds of just a man speaking yeah there's a man being like doom like in the 30 seconds and you're like i just want to i just want to rap like super man. campy i, like, I kind of like it yeah it's it's goofy and i love it and it definitely adds to the art the artistry of the album right but i can't understand why someone who just likes to want to just listen to the music it can be kind of hard to listen to Fair. so i can understand where it comes from i personally don't agree but i can understand i definitely agree with you in the sense that it's not for everyone mm. however for me i love the references i love like the style of his music i like older rap more than new rap i be that personally mm-hmm. i do like it's kind of older rap yeah i i have i think i have like 90 yeah i have literally every single song on this album liked except for fig leaf by carbonate i don't hate it it's just my least favorite interlude it's, okay uh, yeah I could I just couldn't derive a lot of it, but the the point being, I'm gonna give this album an eight point five at a time. I okay. like I love this album. I right. truly do, and I can't wait for it to wrap on vinyl so I can play it forever. Amen. But I respect it. But I I definitely do agree that it it's very hard to listen to. Doom is not yeah. an artist that's easy for everyone. Mad Villainy is very similar. There's a song called Accordion which I showed Salas like yesterday. Yeah, I liked it's it. literally I liked just. It. It's 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 really good, but I, since you don't know, the beginning to accordion is literally a man playing the accordion. It's oh, literally no, that's it, hard. that goes hard. <laughs> but, it, but it's but it's, it's a man playing it super poorly. It's like you give that's a five year old an accordion. It's so funny and it goes really well with the song, but it's not everyone's going to enjoy that. Right. But that's what Doom does. Because mm-hmm. again, to reiterate what I said at the beginning, this is what Doom came to do. He came to destroy rap. This is not what rap is, but that's what he is. Yeah. This is what the super villain is for. And yeah, that's just pretty much what I have to say on this. I, I love this album a lot, but it's just not for everyone. But for me, it is. So it's an, for me, it's All an right. 8.5 out of 10. All right. I respect it. Well, speaking on that, uh, Sebastian, where can they find you? I was going to say we need to close up, but okay, fine. Yeah, damn. Uh, they can yeah, find I'm me. The, the lovelies can find me on Instagram at, at Sebasil, just Sebas and Il, I-L-O. What about you, Willie? Personally, me, I have an Instagram at William.Blas and Twitter, WilliamBlasL. And what about you, Andres? Uh, the beautiful audience at home can take a look at my Instagrams. It's Andre underscore P019. And then if you if you, you want to talk about why Doom is the best artist ever, the super why Sebas and Willie are dumb and losers, you can be up my Discord. It's just not sure like the food. Just like I'm a Doom, all about food. And then, the, and then the, the number is 5146. I like that. I like that food illusion. And if you want to find the podcast in general, we have an Instagram and a Twitter at Record Shop Pod. We hope you enjoyed our little journey into MF Doom's album. Tune in next week as we go on another journey to the great beyond as we discuss Kids See Ghosts. See you Let's then. Go. Can't wait. Wait, hold on. I forgot to mention something. MF Doom has a mac and cheese recipe, and I tried it. Oh, it's yeah. so goddamn good. I <laughs> Why did we mention recipe. that? I forgot. I was going to mention it on queso, but I just forgot. Uh-huh. Okay, so really quick. Uh, the mac and cheese recipe is like a normal mac and cheese recipe, but it has like 16 cheeses, and you bake it. So it's super crunchy, it's super creamy, and it's really cheesy, and it's really bad for you. But, oh, my God, please try it. You can literally just look it up on Google. You can just look up – I think you just look up MF Doom. Oh, oh like my God. super villain yeah. mac and cheese? For, it's, called, for it's, called, it's called villainous mac and cheese. Uh-huh. For context, uh, Andres sent uh, Andres sent a video of someone making the the mac and cheese, and I saw a whole stick of butter be put in. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, like I couldn't. okay. So here are the ingredients: it's obviously the elbow, elbow pasta, an uh-huh. entire stick of butter, a cup of breadcrumbs, half a teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of pepper, sugar, minced garlic, milk, uh, coli, Monterey Jack, and like a bunch of other cheeses that I can't remember. Damn, cheddar cheese, more cheese, and cheese. <laughs> I can't remember. But the it's only, really just like a normal mac and cheese recipe, but there's so much. The only villainous thing about this recipe is the fucking is the calories. cholesterol. Yeah, there you go. The, the macros are terrible. Oh my god. 
It's so good. So, real quick quote. Mac and cheese is an old-time classic, but villainous mac and cheese was concocted by wifey about three years ago. It took a couple of years to perfect, and you must follow the recipe exactly or else. Or else. Now, villainous mac and cheese has become an MF family favorite. Perfect for any holiday or special meal. Enjoy, and don't forget your pot holders. MF, hey. the super villain. Can, right, can you leave us off boys. with a, with a, an MF Doom holiday special quote? Oh, my God. The holiday special. Okay. Uh-huh. So, during Christmas time on Adult, on Adult Swim, for content for the viewers, during, during the holiday season on Adult Swim, they invited MF Doom to be the kind of a host for a lot of the cartoons or whatever that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so he had a, a whole host of, of holiday things. I can't remember what the actual quote was because I forgot. Damn, so he put me on the spot. I forgot. I thought you knew this uh, on deck and which is like, you got to leave it off with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it was a, it was a Christmas thing that he did in 2006. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Damn it. Oh my God. I can't remember it. You made me forget. So I say, hey, you. Okay, you we'll, know post what... it on the, we'll post it on the Instagram. Okay, running out of time. All right. we well, yeah, we'll see all you all right, next week. Kids see right. ghosts. Kids see ghosts. Goodbye. See y'all later. Peace. On the next episode of The Record Shop, The Record Shop Boys band together once again as the sinister villain known as Mr. West teams up with a new foe, Cuddy the Kid, to unleash their master plan of world domination. They call it Kids See Ghosts. Will The Record Shop Boys manage to defeat Mr. West once again? Tune in next time to see their epic battle.